Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last conversation. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer, soda, water, coffee, tea, whatever you like in the fridge. Cheers. We have a lot of, there's some, you know, Cheers there's what's really in these bottles. You don't know. Don't, don't know. fucking worry about it. No clue. I'm sitting here today with two somewhat new friends. Well, you, I've never met you before in my fucking life. So welcome oh, to my house. It's another episode <laughs> of Strangers in My House. Right, right. Make some noise. Introduce yourselves. Let the people know what's up. Uh, my name is Meraki Slick. I'm an artist from Detroit, Pennsylvania, 724. Uh, 15th Cole, coming from the same way. Uh, I'm an artist coming up, uh, trying to do something with hip-hop. Just recently started coming into the game, dropping music about two years. Let's go. Yes, sir. So, Latrobe, PA. Yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah. Correct. Music scene. Correct. How is that treating you? (sighs) No love. No love from 724. (laughs) No love from Latrobe. They don't they care. I think they hate us. Uncultured. Some people hate us. Some people don't hate us. They just don't care. Few people care. It is what it is. There's a few cool artists out that way. But there's there's just not many. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a couple. Uh, dude named D-Wave. He just worked with Montana. So that's cool. Uh, he's doing good. But yeah, I don't know. There's just not many people the out that way that I really fuck More with. out this way. This way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean… As somebody that is tied into the scene and the air quote culture here, Mm. I really don't know how much better it is. I feel like it's a grass is always greener type thing. It could be really, really hard. It seems like no matter what, when you're in an independent music scene, whatever the genre is, it gets real clicky real fast. Yeah, And then the only time it stops being clicky is once everybody gets too old and fucking fat to care, which is about where I'm at right now. (laughs) But you seem like some young, spry individuals. You mentioned you had been doing this for two years. Yeah, I've been writing music for about, I don't know, since I was like 14, 15. But uh, just started releasing music because him and I, we never fucked with each other in high school. And then I was telling my cousin in… My little cousin's best friend is his little cousin. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this rap shit. You know, I don't care what nobody says. They can hate me, whatever. Then he was like, yeah, my cousin does it. And like I said, we didn't like each other. Went over to his house. We straight up smoked a blunt and just started writing shit that day. And we've been doing shit ever since. (laughs) That first day we wrote one song. I think we just started going like bar for bar back and forth. Then like two bars. We just planned it. The chemistry was there. The lines were there. And I was like, wow. It's like that was fun because I never got to really work in person with anyone that was good, at least. Especially local, too. Maybe local. maybe friends that wanted to try it, but sure. like, you know how that goes. I mean, it's it's just fucking around having fun. But whenever it was us, it it actually came out good. It's so. really hard when you're starting because when I was in high school and I started doing rap shit, it was real easy to get people on board because it was something to do. Really, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, and also keep in mind, like I'm a dinosaur. So, like, back when, like, I started making beats, like, there wasn't, like, some people, like, having a computer to even have Fruity Loops was a thing. But I had, like, a physical beat machine. And I was, like, the only person that I knew 
that made beats. That was trying. So it Very wasn't like everybody was doing it, which the there's a lot more people now that are into it, right? Right. So it seemed kind of cool, but even then, people came off like real quick. And at the end of it, by the time we graduated high school, I was the only person I knew that was actually like wanting to do music seriously. And it took me like a long time until I started like playing shows to find other people that were right. also kind of serious about it. Even half the motherfuckers I played shows with really weren't that yeah. serious about it. Yeah, see, that's yeah. not... It's it's really, really good. hard to find those people. It I was going to say, we have friends like that now. Like, uh, they're, they're a duo group uh, actually from out this way. And like the one, he's going to school for like nursing and stuff. But he says he just does it for fun. But he's like very talented. You know, like he could yeah. definitely do something with it. But oh, like yeah. you said, not a lot of people, you know, they just do it for thrill. Like we we know, found whatever. that out firsthand whenever... Last time we talked, actually, you interviewed someone who was in our group a week before me. That whole group just like crumbled. We ended up removing people and then ended up just calling the group off completely because we realized like it, it just wasn't working. You couldn't find six people in that area that were actually serious about it. Sure. So it was us two taking it seriously, trying to figure out what we can do, what we can invest in, how we can grow. And everybody else just kind of there saying, yeah, like we're going to do that. But the actions were never there. So it was so hard to like find anyone that was serious enough to go up with us. So we ended up just calling off the whole group. And now it's pretty much me independent, him independent. We just help each other out. So in terms of what you consider, like what is the threshold for serious and not serious, according Um, to you? So I just find like we have to take our own music serious whenever we release it. So putting a song on Spotify and then looking away isn't going to get us far as far as a career. Putting a song on Spotify and then putting it into YouTube ads or finding different or the bigger accounts on Instagram to promote through something to get attention for that single, something to get more plays, people to check it out, like actually taking this stuff seriously. But it's just like the investments weren't there. Sometimes they would complain about like spending five bucks on a beat. Sure. It is what it is. Like just, just random trying to go to uh, like the cheaper route instead of like, you know, actually being like, instead of like, let's say like the source magazine, like they offered, you know, like a deal, you know, for like maybe a thousand dollars to get in the magazine, they'd be like, nah, that's too expensive. Let's invest into like a hundred beats for like 25 bucks from this one producer, because then we'll be set for a while on beats. Like, like if they heard one fire beat that was 20 bucks, and a mediocre beat that was 10, they're shooting for 10. Sure. Because it's cheaper. But like, I don't know. I just feel like that's selling your artist side short. And that's that we, we're just not about that. Mm-hmm. Like we take it really serious. So it just ended up being better for just the both of us to help each other out for now. Yeah. My cousin's getting into it. He wants to start recording music videos and stuff. So we'll help when the time comes for that and shit. But yeah, the whole music group thing just it didn't work. Yeah. I not think- out that way at least. It's it's really, really hard to find those people. Because, like, you're putting a lot of trust in other people. And if, like, you're not on the same page… That's the problem. You end Especially up wasting so much fucking time. That's that's where all the problems came. Putting trust into the wrong people. And you are Although, correct, too. Yeah, we did waste a lot of time. No <laughs> doubt. We, we ended on bad terms with some people. We're sure. On, we're on great terms with some. Um, it is what it is. It's just how they took it. Mm-hmm. But… Yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. It happened, but it just wasn't for us. We realized it wasn't going anywhere. We were the only ones that were really taking it serious enough, so we just called the quits. Well, I think what's good is that 
it may feel like it was a long time for you in the moment, but in the long run, it's going to be like a small blip, you know? And one of the things that I honestly fucked up on is wasting time, like being in a group with people that weren't pulling their weight, but it's like the homies. Yeah, exactly. So like you that start, was the problem. Yeah, so the you deadline. you start holding yourself back because you don't want to like right. make things weird with your boys. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, really hard to like separate that, right? That was that was the biggest problem whenever we did separate. It was like we all lived together at the same time. Oh, woof. All of us lived yeah. in the same apartment. <laughs> yeah. So it was like you're out of the music group, but we're still friends kind of thing. And it just Uh-huh. It was so awkward, though. Yeah, no we just started talked. chipping no one, one person off no one at a would time. Talk. There'd be four yep. people in the living room on the couch, like, yeah. <laughs> staring for yeah. them. No one wanted to say anything. It was just really awkward. Yeah, you know, it's like I have been in situations where it was really like, I don't think I've ever broken up a group I was in. I'm right. just like, I'll just start doing some other shit and I'll be like, yo, whenever you guys are ready, I'm still down for this, but you yeah. got to pull the trigger. Yeah. You pull the trigger, I'll come follow. And then it just fucking fizzles. It just rots away. Yep. Which, you know, that's not the best thing to do to someone, but whatever. No, but if they're not taking it serious again, like, what can you do? You can't wait forever for them. So, So in terms of releasing music, I mean, recording music, finding beats, that's one thing. Finding things to write about, that's whatever. Who cares? But getting people to actually hear it, that's like the hardest part. Yeah. Really, right? Most and you had mentioned a couple potential tactics for getting people to listen to music. Right. But like what have your genuine experiences been, like especially since the last time we talked, with like releasing music and getting actual strangers to hear it? So What's it like? I haven't been able to release yet, actually. Uh-oh. have… I think I've released one song since I've been on. Last. Okay. Like only one over the summer just to kind of throw one out there. But I haven't promoted yet because I spent a lot of time learning how to promote. So now after I've learned how to promote, I got myself like a part-time job to keep it the income coming in. So I have money to put into it. So now I'm looking to invest into my next single. And especially I have a music video coming out uh, probably February, mid-February. So, so what you're telling me is that you're actually being patient right. and taking the time to try to try to do something do, do it correctly. intelligently. Exactly. Correctly is, I don't know if well, there's a yeah, correct way to do anything, yeah, right, but I could say right. there's a, a smart way and a dumb way right. to do shit, right? right? So you're trying to go about this the smart way. Exactly. Right. So what are some of the things then you've learned that you're hoping to potentially, uh, you know, into motion once you're ready to go. Right. So my big thing is YouTube ads and story ads. And YouTube ads is huge because you can make your actual music video the ad. Yeah. So if someone plays 30 seconds by mistake on like as an advertisement, that's a view for you. So I've actually seen some people utilizing this method like underground artists who are hitting a million views on a song. And I see it pop up on videos all the time. Like same songs. So I'm like, it clearly works. Like, it's definitely getting attention. So I definitely want to try that. Story ads are huge because if you're swiping through Instagram stories, you're bored. You don't have anything else to do. That's why you're looking at Instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see me pop up with my single and it says like, you know, go check this out, swipe up, links right here. You're not doing nothing. You're bored as fuck. And you're like, 
I could slide up and check it out. There's a few. Yeah. So it's got potential. So the thing with both of those tactics that uh, scares me, I guess, just as an old man, is that like so much of what you need to do is make sure that like the song needs to be good. Exactly. But like the look, it's it's like yeah. the look of what they're seeing, whether the, the video, video or the, the ad, whatever it is, the look of it is 10 times more important right. than the song. Because like exactly. we've all heard plenty of whack songs that yes. get good traction because they look good. Right. You know, whether it's, you know, some, some so, fucking cute piece of shit or whatever the fuck, yeah. you know, someone got going on, right? So I'm glad you brought that up actually because that was one of the things I've been learning is within the ad, it's like five seconds of in your face, capture their attention. Like, yeah. holy fuck, like, okay, let me listen to this guy for a second and then kind of throw throw the best part of your song in there is to snip it so they can get like a taste for the song and just be like, okay, that's actually kind of nice. Kind of if they if they connect with the attitude or the ego that comes off in the first five seconds and then like the song that plays, they might just, and, and again, they're bored because they're looking through stories. They might just be like, fuck it, slide up. Might gain a fan, might just be a listener. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of shots in the dark, but uh-huh. it is exposure at the end of the day. And also Spotify playlists, that's huge. If you start taking off in Spotify playlists and their algorithm picks that up, then you can make it into Spotify's curated playlists and like it just goes from there. So there's a lot of ways of getting exposure. It's kind of gambling at the end of the day though. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could put 500 bucks into it and not really get anything worthy out of it. You could put 500 in and blow up. Who knows? Yeah, it's kind of wild because like I feel all the stuff that ever, that always seems to come out of left field seems like it was put together by people that put no thought into it yeah. whatsoever. And it's so strange because it's like, is this the look? Is it? Are they so genuinely able to make it look like they aren't doing any of this behind the scenes shit or are they yeah. doing all of this like nerdy research and finding a way to create a product that just looks so naturally. I don't want to say like amateur, but like who was it? Like the, there was like that meme recently, the dudes with the silly hair, the Island, Island boys, boys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what do you think went into the planning of that? Do you think that that just happened or it do you think happened. there was… There's so, no plan. How do you… Yeah, those so that's dudes, the thing. Those dudes shit didn't like that, plan right? that shit. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't plan that shit. No so way. it's so funny though because they like, might have planned the video like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing this." Like, let's get a TikTok. But there's no way they thought that would blow up that big. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's so funny. That be- was crazy because like you don't plan shit like that, or right. even like with like a. And have like, you heard their actual music? No, no. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Not it's, good. It's worse than 2014 SoundCloud rap. Sure, but they're blowing up. They're doing good. So, like, shout out them. But I think who that, am I to hate? They're doing good business wise. Well, that's the thing that goes back to what I was talking about with like the music doesn't matter as much as like the look. Right. People exactly. are having a blast exactly. just looking at imagery. It. You're not wrong. Yeah. So it's but I've so- also noticed over the past few years that creativity's become like more more of a thing in music again. If you remember, like. I hate to throw names out there because like I like these guys, but like the 21 Savage Lil Uzi days. Sure. There wasn't much substance to the lyrics. It was just catchy. It was trap shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely been coming back. I think we've seen that with artists like Juice World, X, Ski Mask. Uh, the list goes on. There's so many talented artists coming out now. A lot of real raps coming back. If you noticed, um, Donda did great numbers. 
Uh, J. Cole's The Offseason did great numbers. So real hip-hop's definitely still a thing. Real lyrics, real substance. And so is the catchy stuff. And I think it's all great. I love all of it. Yeah, I think that there is a market for pretty much anything that you want to do. There's a lot right. of people in the world. Exactly. And, you know, not everybody's going to like every single right. thing. But it is really easy to get hung up, like, seeing, like, an Island Boys thing. And, exactly. like, you see those numbers and you're like, what the fuck am I even right. doing? Right. Like, so, why but, am I even trying? So, you can make it. But, like, the thing is, as a rock star, if you're just making pure rock music, you're limited now. Now, there's still a market. You can still be huge. But how big can you be? Because… I don't know. Rock's just kind of died off. You know what I mean? There's not many big rock artists left. MGK kind of came back with that revival. It's getting more popular now, but it's just, it's kind of a more niche thing now. There's not yeah. as many people that love rock, like rock like that. You know, there's, they just don't care about it anymore. I think that so like, you can definitely find the people, but it's like, are you ever going to be as big as Drake with that category? Probably not. But. The, the interesting thing when you're talking about like rock and hip hop and all that stuff, I mean, like there's a lot of people now that I talk to that, that, that say they're rock musicians, but really they're just right. doing like what I consider like pop or hip hop or anything yeah. like that. Like the idea of what a rock musician is, is really yeah. changed. Like pop with, rock? Like, like a, like a, like a, um, like a like a young blood is a, is a oh, rock okay. artist, yeah. and okay, I'm like, I I is it? I guess I'm not I, sure. There's a guitar sometimes. I see the rock element. Yeah, yeah. It. Like, like it rock looks influence. rock, right? But there's, the sound is like, like a sub genre. Rock yeah, yeah. Influence, I guess if you hear his melodies and his voice, it's like I can hear how he gets that from rock. But is yeah. it pure rock? Not really. Sure. Or like I a, wouldn't um, consider it at least. If he like does, a, it is what it is. Twenty One Pilots, I guess, is a rock band. I always wondered that too. Imagine Dragons is a rock band. Imagine Dragons is the corniest. Yeah, that's like your Disney rock. Yeah, yeah. It is very Disney sounding. It really is. Like you could hear their songs in any mood. Uh huh. For sure. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but like it's it's very corny. Yeah, it ain't for me. But I think that that's the thing though, with in terms of like how rock has kind of died off. I think just youth drives the culture, and in terms of like the demographic of like a. 14 to 24 year old person there just aren't any people in that age range making that kind of music there's some but not many yeah and if they are they're really small yeah and like not a lot of i mean mgk's album did fucking crazy and like that was popular amongst yeah mostly teenage girls we'll we'll see how how long that rides out that dude's old yeah so we'll see how it goes he is old i've been waiting for it i've been waiting to see but Modson's doing good too. And yeah, he's also and, old. He's yeah. really my old. age. He's really old. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. She's, yeah. she's a little more popular now too. Uh-huh. And like, my God, dude, I remember her. I remember her songs from my childhood. Like, I just saw the CD the other day. Uh-huh. I was like, no way. Like, uh, the best damn thing. Yeah. yeah, I threw it in the plate a little bit because like I remember it from a kid, and I was like, bro, I was like, how is like 2007? That's when that album came out. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, like, she's definitely old now. Modson's old now. Uh huh. They're making a huge impact though, which yeah. is really cool. I think there is like a… I think age isn't so much of a factor as long as you're just real. Right. Like… True. Those they do artists… They look young. Those don't look too old. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey. You <laughs> ever, you ever the, use an Instagram filter? Well, give right. me a break, man. It's easy I mean, to look. I mean, more <laughs> of the you know, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the yeah, crazy no, style. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. But yeah, <laughs> they they definitely do look young. And also, they're doing pretty much the same shit that they were always doing. Right. They just lucked out. And the stuff that they were doing when they were in their 20s 
is yeah. now kind of popular again. So they're kind of yeah. coming back in. I'm pretty sure Avril Lavigne had like a country album or some nonsense no at one point in time. Yeah, she what? did. What? Uh, and I'm pretty sure that like Avril I don't Levine even took. She did some weird things in her career that I was not a fan of. But the oh best, yeah, the best damn thing was a great time. Sure. And then it kind of downhill from there. But <laughs> she's coming back now. She's doing good. I think she's touring Canada. 2022. I yeah, think, I think so. that, you know, there's always space for like authenticity regardless of your age. Right. Like even like going back to artists like Kanye West and J. Cole, those are not young motherfuckers no, not by any means. Not at all. But they're able to just be themselves. Right. And uh, I think that no matter what, just people just don't want like fake shit, especially like right. old dudes so, doing fake shit or true. old dudes so trying to be young. That, have you heard of that band Monoskin? No. Uh-uh. You've probably heard the… Did you hear the Begin remix? It's been on the radio all the time. No. Oh, okay. They're There's, popping. Yeah, they're getting popular. Okay. They're, they're an Italian rock band. They're doing like insane numbers. Like I think they have over 20 million on YouTube now. They won Eurovision. So they got popular over in Europe. They do half Italian songs. Okay. Half English songs. And now they're popular in America. Like that song's on probably every… Every other song in the radio, like it's crazy. So they're getting and they're, huge. they're a rock band. They're a rock band. They're kind of like pop rock. It's more pop rock, if you ask me, but like heavier pop rock. Okay. And yeah, I don't know a little bit of reggae in there, and they add a little bit of rap. But okay. he has the Italian accent. It's it's just really cool. But what you notice with them is they have a style that kind of looks like the '80s glam style. Oh, but it's with okay. a new pop rock sound. So they're pretty. And it, it's just attitude. They're original right? too. Right. Yeah. And original. it's straight attitude. You can see yep. it. Like as soon as he says the first word, you can feel the attitude. So I think that's what's bringing a lot of people to like them. I it's think- it's authentic. It's like rock star shit. It's, it's real rock star shit. It's kind of like, yeah. fuck you. We don't care. This is us. Like we're just doing what we do. I think attitude goes a long way regardless of genre. And Huge I think way. that's why a lot of… Hip-hop, rap-adjacent artists. I think that's why they're all like considered like rock stars now because they have that attitude. And we go back to rock bands. Like we're just talking about Imagine Fucking Dragons. (laughs) There's not like one tiny drip of attitude in their music. Correct. I mean, it's… It's technically see, it's technically proficient. And I'm can, sure there's people that yeah. like it. What fucking ever. But there is nothing that's like… Again, attitude. And I think attitude is what… Especially like younger kids. You know, when I'm fucking like 14, 15 years old. Like I didn't care what kind of music I was listening to. I just wanted yeah. it to be like pissed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, true. Feel, make you feel… Emotional. Like Emotional. Yeah. Uh-huh. Imagine Dragon. When I hear their songs, I can see like… Parrots flying through treetops, <laughs> dancing to it. like real shit. That's what I think of when I think of it. they're just corny. Like it does sound good, but I don't. The production it's, is there, but yeah, like, no, it's, it's just it ain't. Yeah, you're me. right. The attitude and is it, not, and that's huge. It's funny, like going back to uh, we mentioned Twenty One Pilots, and we were talking like, what are they? Right. I remember I looked on right. their Wikipedia page once, and usually if you go on someone's Wikipedia page, it's like, oh, you know. J. Cole is a hip-hop artist yeah, from genre. Uh, wherever, from New York or whatever. Yeah. On 21 Pilots Wikipedia page, it's like 21 Pilots is an American musical duo from Ohio. That's it. It says wow. American musical duo. duo. Maybe they do more than, than a duo. No, nah, it's just two. Maybe wow. they do more than one genre. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I think they fuse a lot of genres. Totally. It sounds yeah. like it. It sounds more like alternative rock and pop to me. 
they, that's, that's I, mostly the vibe. I, I get. think that they were like, Maybe. how can we be a band that can be on every single radio station in a city? Yeah, yeah so they can be <laughs> relevant. <laughs> that's yep. right. I mean, they there did, aren't I many bands that good. are like that. I think they did good still, though. Yeah. I mean, they had some great pieces that came out. But yeah, I see what you're saying. That It does sound smart, though. It seems like they really did do that. Like, how can we get everywhere the most exposure possible? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's almost like… Almost like Queen back in the day, <laughs> fucking combining that operatic section with the progressive rock and uh-huh. the rock for Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff. It's yeah. almost what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like mixing genres and just making them popular. You know, when it comes to like, we were talking about um, some nostalgia stuff coming back around Mod Sun, Avril Lavigne, right? Blah, 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 blah. If we go back even further, like, what is like, both of your interests in like old music? Does it, do you have any interest or knowledge? Does it influence you in any sort of way? Like, what do you think of when it comes to like the music your music. parents listen to? He has a ton of musical influence. I do yeah. too, but he has a ton. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, def, definitely the 90s hip hop, no doubt. I mean, my mom was 19 when she had me. So, like, you know, I'd be like one, four years old, around that range, listening to like Afro Man, Tupac, Biggie. Nas, you know, Jay-Z, DMX, you know, all that. So, like, I don't know. Just whenever I grew up, you know, it's kind of like what I just… It was always around. Yeah, it just stuck in my head. And, like, I don't know. I just… I want to get back to music the same way it did. You know, like, how it helped me. Because, like, it helped me emotionally. Because my mom didn't, like, let me out the house a lot. So, I kind of connected to music a lot, you know. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, how I got into doing that. And, yeah, definitely. And then, just, like, looking at any kind of music… You know, it's just great because it speaks to all languages, you know, everybody. So I feel, you know, if you, you like breathing, you like music. Yeah, exactly. So like, that's the great thing about it. Like, why not choose that as a profession? Why not try to chase that as a career? It influences Everybody all. likes music. Maybe not your music in general, but they yeah. like music. Yeah. They like the general gist of what you're doing. So I feel like it just works out all around. Yeah. Now, in terms of writing music and finding your sound. It's a thing that artists chase for a long time. Do you feel that either of you have really found your sound yet? Or do you still feel like you're growing? Definitely growing. Yeah, it's always constant. Constant. Because you can always, I don't know, do something else with your, uh, you know, your vocals or your Mm -hmm. mixes, you know. uh, Working with different people too. Like if you have certain people, you know. Doing your vocals or just collabing I've, with? I think I've told the boys about six times that I found my sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found my sound. This is it. I dropped Dumb Wrist and I was like, that's my style. And then I dropped Demons and I was like, nah, that's my style. Yeah. Now. And then like the club rap came back and then I fused that with auto-tune. And I was like, nah, that's my style. And then I started doing soul music and I was like, that's my style. And then I started doing rock music again. And I was like, that's my style. <laughs> I fused it with rap again. Like, that's my style. Yeah. So, I don't think I'll ever really find… I don't think I have a style. I, I think, think it's just everything. And I try to work on different stuff. Yeah. So, I'm not a great pop we like artist. To be but diverse. I like to make pop music. I love rock music. But I'm not a rock musician. So, I definitely write pure rock music. But I don't know if it's good enough to release yet. So, I'm kind of… Sure. Kind of waiting. I know how to fuse it with rap. But it's like my pure rock. And I also don't like to do… Um, like MIDI instruments as as a rock song. Like all MIDI instruments and MIDI drum pads with like acoustic sounding drums. I don't know. I'm not really about that. I'd rather have live instruments. Sure. It so, sounds a little uh, 
Right. A little weird. A little… It's just too well done. Like, yeah. Rock should be more… I don't know. I want my rock to sound like it was made in a fucking garage. Like yeah. some dirty rock oh, shit. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah, some yeah, yeah. Nirvana, grungy. I don't know. Something. You know, with… Unique. With the kind of music that both of you are doing… Um, everything that is like popping, as they say, or trendy or whatever trendy. fucking word you want to put on it, right? Okay. It's always changing a lot faster than sometimes you're Keeping able to keep with up it. with as yes. an artist. So you're trying to find yes. your voice and there's probably the doubt sometimes that comes into your head because maybe you're into one thing, but you're noticing other things are taking off really well. And yeah. how much does that influence your sound? Do you try not to like get fucked up about that stuff? I would say to a certain degree, at least for myself, I would say like, like you said, definitely worried at it at some point, you know, but like kind of when you bring yourself to realize that you're not going to always be up to date 100%, kind of just like be yourself. Like you said, just be real, be yourself with your yeah. sound and stick to it and then just be yourself and just hope yeah. people like when, it. Invest. When you create the sound, it's more or less, do I like the sound? At first, it always starts with that. Do I like this sound? It's like, fuck it. It doesn't matter what's trending necessarily, but it's like, does this sound good to me? So then you'll record it, play it back. If you like it, you show it to a few people, ask if they fuck with it. They might, they might not. But if you really fuck with it and want to put it out, just put it out. Yeah. It might do good, it might not. So fuck it. But we usually fuck with each other's music though. I mean, we have a pretty broad, broad listening range. So I can listen to a lot of music and find what's good in it, what's bad in it. So it's not that I listen to a lot yeah. of music all the time, but like I can just <laughs> tell if it's, you know, shittier. Decent. As a, a developing artist in a, in a tiny community of other artists, right. and this is a question for both of you. Okay. Um, when you are working on music and you're showing it to your friends or whatever, how do you handle criticism of your work? If somebody's like, I don't know about this. Like, what's that like for it both really, of you? It really depends. It's never yeah. really… It's not taking… You never take offense. That's the biggest thing. We don't take offense. That was another problem in the group. Like, again, it's, it sucks because there wasn't many people in the group. They knew who I'm talking about. But I'm still not going <laughs> to throw names out there. Sure. There was… Yeah, there was just problems with that. If you said, I don't like this part of the song. Well, I like that part. All right. I like… I don't Vocals know. I engineer be this. I engineer yeah. this. I mix this. I'm, I know what's going to sound best. But… I don't know if that's what you want to do. That's what we'll do. But if I tell him, like he'll record singing songs sometimes and I'll just hit pause and go. <laughs> no, yeah. bro. No, bro. He's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. Try this voice. Try something. Then we'll figure it out from there and come up with a better sound. But yeah, I don't know. The criticism, it might be like, let's change it a little bit or it might be, fuck you. I like it. But thanks for yeah. the input. Like, I'm not going to get mad ever if someone doesn't like a song. Because I understand that not every song I make, he's going to like. It's Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know? Right. Even my favorite artist could put out 10 songs. And I guarantee I don't like one of them. Well, not guarantee. But I can pretty much guarantee. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Like, usually. Yeah. So, if you don't like one song I make, it is what it is. If they make recommendations to certain pieces, I might change certain pieces. If they just don't like the song, I might be like, fuck you. You don't even like that genre. Why'd I ask you? Yeah. Whatever. It, Thanks, it, bro. It's always really crucial to understand like where the critique is coming from. Because yeah. if it's coming from somebody that doesn't have any sort of understanding of what you're right. trying to do, right. that would be like 
I don't know. You could take me, useless. me like walking up to some girl be like, yo, your blush looks like shit. Right. What the fuck do I know about <laughs> right. blush? So it's like, know, like, it's like the thing you have to look at too yeah. is you can tell that her blush looks like shit, but you don't know why. You have nothing to help her with. All sure. you can tell her is that blush looks like shit. Well, what do I do about well, it? Well, I have I don't no know. understanding Fix of it. what… That's where the problem is. You know, is. I have no understanding of makeup trends or what people are right. into. It's not my so thing. How so can how you help? make a fucking comment so like, about it. So like if Cole was like, that song sucks. And I'm like, what could I do different? And he's like, I don't know. Just fucking sucks. Like, I hate that song. I'd be like, well, <laughs> well fuck you. Like, where do I go? So yeah, yeah. if you don't know… If you don't know what you're criticizing, don't criticize. Sure, like, maybe you could say, "I don't, I don't like this sound. I'm not sure why, but I just don't like it." That's okay, but like, if you start taking it to new levels and you're like, "Yeah, that song sucks," and you're like, "Well, why? What can I do?" Yeah, there needs to know. be a reason for the critique, right? Like, exactly. either this sucks because it doesn't have enough attitude, or maybe like right. it has too much attitude and like just something. it's kind of like it's a little bit too aggressive, or yeah. like. It sounds too pretty. This beat is real dirty. And like, you know, you sound too cute right now. Right. Stop it. Right. You know, that kind of shit. Like, you got to yeah. figure that out. Yeah, something to say that will help the artist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. People are going to hate at the end of the day. So if you say this song sucks, it's like, fuck Whatever. you too, bro. Uh-huh. I'll slide past it. But yeah, I don't know. You're not helping if you say that, though. That's, that's the main point. You're yeah. not helping anyone when you just say this song sucks. If you said this sucks, you should add this and that. Maybe take out this and that. That's you're helping me a little bit here. Like yeah. I can respect that, but yeah, if it's just straight up, oh, this song sucks. I don't know what you can do, but it sucks. I don't like that. You do have to have a reason for what you're critiquing. Now, like in terms of like people outside of like your immediate circle, but like maybe people that are like in your community and adjacent. Like you had mentioned at the beginning of this that there was just like you know, some people that are in your area that, like, you don't fuck with for one reason or another. You know what I mean? And, like, we don't got to get into that. No names. Well, whatever. But in terms of, like, the things that other people are doing, I'm curious what it is about those other people in the community that you don't like. Is it just, like, is it the music? Is it attitudes? Is it, like, a mixture of everything? All of the above. It could be anything, really. It could be… No Um, investing… Right. Terrible vocals. Again, don't take criticism. Don't take it seriously. Um, there's some music that I've heard that's not even listenable. Like I, I just couldn't even get through a minute of it. I had to shut that off. I was like, fuck that. I'm not playing that again. Like get that sure. out of my face. Um, there's some people who are just… They're not necessarily… I don't want to say terrible artists, but they're not great artists. Talking about going to Atlanta, flying with two chains. I'll send a postcard like… Okay. Weird shit like that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, lots, he was just lots he of, was getting a PJ to two chains privately to sign with Atlantic Records. Okay. No and names, like, but when, he knows. I don't know. When you're in our area, you know who we are. We we don't know the music industry, but we know a, a little bit about it, right? So we obviously know that you're not flying to Atlanta on a PJ to meet <laughs> with my dude two chains, who's like a complete OG in the game. Sure, sure, sure. It makes no sense. So like, yeah, that's that's almost offensive that you would think we're that low of artists to think that we'd fall for that. So yeah. I don't know. I almost took offense. That's the that. difference too. Is like, there's we'll been be artists locally to steal a beat from me. So yeah, it's it's a lot. Of that's shit. the difference, though. We'll be real with people. Like we'll be like, yeah, we work nine to fives. We don't give a fuck. You yeah. know, like we're open to. You know, yeah. like we know we're not There's shit ladies. right now. I need but money, like doesn't so mean like, we can chase it. Yeah, we need money. So well, I mean, how are we gonna get it? It's I bring this up a lot 
and I may have even brought this up with you before the last time we talked. That's how much I bring this shit up. So I apologize for any regular viewers, but we're having a conversation here. So we got to bring this up because it feels relevant. I feel like even some of the most successful musicians don't make all their money off music. No, Kanye doubt. West right. doesn't make all his money off music. Not at all. You see Cardi B doing sponsored stuff on Instagram. And it's like, right. you got to have multiple revenue streams. So who the fuck is anybody to say because you have a nine to five? Don't it's put all your eggs in yeah. one basket. It's impossible. Exactly. It's impossible. Right. So like how, well, how are you ever going to make money off music? This is what I, this, this is probably the biggest thing for the group. It is a business. You have to you have to spend money to make money. How are you going to put no money into your music and expect to make that your career? You can't. It's it's totally cool to put music out there. Like fuck it, this is what I do. If people like it, they like it. I totally respect that. Like there's no right way about going about being an artist, but there is a right way. Not necessarily the right way, but there's a smarter way to go about being famous, getting famous, and just putting stuff out and hoping it does good. It doesn't do any good. I wouldn't like, even I say low- fame or clout. I've seen some. I have to bring this up. This is hilarious. I saw this group on Instagram. Again, no <laughs> names. Their genius idea was like, we got seven listeners on Spotify all year. Yeah, that sucks. Like that. That sucks to see. But their their plan is to bring CDs back. Start selling CDs. Who's gonna look at a no name CD ten dollars and go, yeah, let me buy that? No, that's it's irrelevant. People have CD players. PS4s have CD players. It doesn't matter. No one's buying a CD when sure. there's Spotify. Streaming with services. Music, with fire music. No one cares about you guys like that. So like, it's more marketing into streaming, not just saying fuck streaming platforms in general. Like, you got to work with the times. I feel like every single time I see one of my like friends on Facebook or Instagram or wherever the fuck I'm at complaining about like, we don't make any fucking money on Spotify. Fuck Spotify. I go on their band's page and it's like, you know, 18 monthly listeners. And I'm (laughs) like, well, what the fuck do you expect? What do you want? Like how is Spotify going to pay you for 18 people (laughs) click and play? Like it is what it is. And it's no hate to those people. I'm one of those people. Yeah. It's just like, I don't expect anything from it because I know I didn't put anything into it. Yeah. I put my heart and soul into the music itself, but like, did I try to promote it? Did I try to get people to listen to it? Not really. I'd put it in a couple of people's faces. Yo, I just dropped a new song. Cool. I'll check that out. Whatever. But like, that's it. It doesn't go much further than that yet until we start marketing. Once I start marketing, then I'm going to be mad if I'm not getting a little bit of revenue out of my ad. Like if I put 500 bucks in and don't even make a hundred, it's going to suck, but it is what it is. Yeah. He's in charge of both of us too. So I'm putting my faith in him. (laughs) I think that, you know, you just got to put your stuff out there, uh, have a product that you're confident in, have an intelligent way of, you know, trying to get it out and it might work. It might not. It's like really hard to say what people were going to click with. Going back to the Island Boys. That's when you reroute How the fuck do you know what's going to work and what isn't? Like they said, they said they planned it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You might have stood at the hot tub and said, Yo, I'm about to sing like Island Boy, but you did not plan how big that video was going to get. No one can plan that. It just happens. Yeah. Like sometimes it just happens. So if you get lucky, you get lucky. Uh, who was at Tokyo's Revenge a couple years back? He blew up on two of his songs, blew up on TikTok. Big ass artist now, but just two of his songs. That's all it took. They got big on TikTok. Then everyone was like, who is this dude? Started playing him. 
Now he's popular. Yeah. Same thing with that band I was telling you about, Monoskin. You'll have to check them out. They're definitely getting popular. Um, yeah, their song got huge on TikTok. Radio stations picked that up. And Deadass, um, what is it, 96.1 or something? Yep. Yeah, yep. I think 96.1, if you play it, every five songs, I bet you'll hear that song on there. Like, that's how popular Yeah, you can flip radio and stations yeah, and it's on Frankie, multiple. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons yeah. from the 60s. It's mm-hmm. a remix of one of their okay. songs that Madcon remixed. I don't know if you ever heard their remix on Bagan. And then Monoskin remixed Madcon's version with the rap part and the 1960s singing part. So… But they also put it like a reggae rock version to it. It's just super unique. Okay. Yeah. The radio shit, like real radio stuff is wild tapping into that. I remember uh, the last album that I put out with my metal band, we had some conversations with some PR people about like what it would take to do some sort of things. And the people were super fucking cool super upfront with us and the numbers that they were talking about that we would need to put into stuff 50 60 70k for like wow. radio promotion stuff for like wow. low level stuff no i was way. like whole like local shit wow. i mean it would be like regional like it would be like you know like radio stations across right the country okay. but okay. to like pay for people to like do that work yeah. So like i can't even imagine the That's, amount of money that gets pumped that is, into those artists that are getting played like Hourly, yeah, really. it's fucking crazy. That is crazy, but there's really a lot of is. money to be made. Like if you're making, I've actually, I've had the opportunity to be on a radio one time. Yes, yeah. it was. A, I think it was a local radio, but I mean, either way, I was offered to get on. The problem was, I had to make a fucking clean version to my song, <laughs> and it was it was literally the cleanest piece of art I've ever made in my life. One I word, shit. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. I was like, it's a small radio. Fuck it, I'm just gonna opt out. But I do have. A couple of friends who do music small time that would love to be on the radio. So it's a cool opportunity to have. But yeah, definitely not for me. Like I'm not I'm not much of a radio friendly artist. And how big is the radio today, really? Like how much popularity do you gain from the radio unless like you said you're getting hourly plays? Yeah, you're I don't spending know. you were talking about money. If I had heard songs that are played on the radio, I don't remember the last fucking time. Exactly. Sometimes I get into I, my exactly. car and the radio turns on and I'm like, ew. And I just put the Bluetooth, Bluetooth. on. Bluetooth. I want to hear my Bluetooth. shit. It's straight to Bluetooth. Oh, I got to so hear radio. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Exactly what I do. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I was actually saying to my coworker. She was like, you didn't care about being on the radio. And I was like, I didn't give a fuck about being on the radio. I was like, it was a local station. Number one, so it's not like I'm even going to be outside of Pennsylvania on the radio. Yeah. It's more like people driving around here that somehow find that station on accident. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't that excited about getting on the radio. And, like, how much does that really do for an artist? Like I said, no one listens to the radio. We've had our shit played on the radio plenty of times. Um, It's cool. Like, every once in a while, like, somebody will text me. And okay. be like, I heard you on the radio. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, know. it's like, it's still it, dope to hear it's that. It's really just kind of it like cool a dollar store flex. You could be like, we're on the fucking <laughs> radio, bit. but it's like <laughs> not bit. that big of a fucking deal. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. not. Right. But I do appreciate it. Thank you for playing us. If anybody that's yes, responsible for, sure, for doing them. such of a thing, yeah, I'm play not them, saying don't them. play us, but it's like, it's not a huge deal. I haven't ever seen or been made aware of. It's not like right. somebody's like ever come up to me at a show and was like, yo, I heard you on the radio and came to see you play. Right. Or like somebody like 
ordered something. Like, yeah, like hit us up on Instagram. Like, I heard you on the radio and I wanted to follow you. So I saw you, you guys did like a random album giveaway where you hid one at Kennywood or something. We like did that. do that. Yeah. That's that fire. was cool. That was cool. I saw that. That was a cool idea. I yeah. actually really like that. Uh huh. I see stuff. I actually take notes on stuff like that, little stuff. Cause yeah. like, that was a really cool marketing idea. For it was like hats yeah. off for that. That was and cool. The cool thing about that too was that we posted it. And because we had tagged it like at Kennywood and things like that, yeah. the person that ended up, it took like a half, not even a half hour for somebody to get the CD. Really? And Jeez. the person that got it wasn't even following us. But because we tagged Kennywood, I guess they were bored in line looking at posts at Kennywood. Right. And then they uh, saw it and then they got off their ride, went and got the CD and then started following us. That's cool. Oh, see, fun. that's moves. Yeah, it worked. That's moves. It was like See, a dumb cool. little thing. I didn't. Ex- I I was. You know. It is. It is. Like I just a really thought it would be a funny thing. video. It I didn't expect thing, it to like work out. But well, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's it's not even like the local love you'll get from putting one CD out, but it's like the content that you got from that video. It hit with me. Like when I saw it, I took a mental note on that. I was like, that was fucking cool. I was like, I like that idea. I would. I'd want to do something like that. I someday. think it's cool to do fun stuff like that. Like if you're gonna be doing anything with physical media, I think it's really important to like put an extra sort of umph into it. And it doesn't even take that fucking much. Right. It really doesn't. It's just a matter of… Yeah, that was a small little simple thing, but it it made a great idea. It made a great idea and a great video. Yeah. Good outcome. Well, thank you. And I'm glad it worked out. Whoever that person is, I hope you're enjoying the CD. Yeah, for real. You know, uh, in terms of physical products, we were just talking a bit about how like… CDs are silly, which I think they are silly yeah. for some genres of music. With like rock bands, metal bands, it's all old people with still CD players for the most yeah, part. It seems but, like it's more yeah. fitting for a rock yeah. genre because you definitely have more of an audience that cares about CDs. They're like, oh, I used to use those. And, and people like to like, like collect things too. Yeah. In that, in that there's like a, you know, people that listen to rock bands like to wear like the rock band t-shirts and they right. like to have the CDs but, and all that stuff. But even if you promote to like um, most of our generation and you're like, yo, buy our CD, they're going to go, what the fuck am I going to play that with? Sure. Like, what, what, I'm going to put that in my car? Like, are you serious? Yeah. I got Bluetooth. I got Spotify Premium. Uh-huh. Like, I got every song <laughs> in the world. What, what the fuck would I pay for your CD for? And yeah. Like, well, fair enough, I guess. So like, how's it, how's it going to work depending on genre? Like yeah. you said, like rock, when you have an older audience… It'll, it'll work a That's lot That's the interesting thing with making money as a musician and playing shows. Because I feel like as a hip-hop artist, it's a lot easier to get a higher guarantee from a venue or a promoter because there's more money attached to like… There's a value on like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a performer and I'm worth this much money. Right. Rock bands don't get fucking shit. But rock bands yeah. can sell the shit out of merchandise. True. Yeah. So true. it's like the weird flip. And it's really hard. Like I've always had a really hard time as a hip hop artist selling merchandise. Yeah. That's because weird. it's not like a brand. That's a like good you point. Have, yeah. You have people like Kanye or Drake that have their brands. But yep. they're yeah. not like… It's not artist merchandise. It's a different thing. Right. A whole separate… Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like… It's interesting to bring up. I've never really noticed that. Like it is a lot cooler to wear a Metallica shirt than it is like… Oh, yeah. I don't know. A Biggie shirt like… <laughs> that's, that's true. Rock band shirts are popular. Yeah. And so… I wonder how much money like old rock bands are actually currently making with like… It's it's weird now that you see like 
maybe more in like I want to I want to stereotype and maybe the emo subculture. There's definitely a lot of rock band shirts that they wear. Oh, very yeah. popular. They became very popular, like Hot Topic and stuff like that yeah. lately. So I wonder how much money they make off of deals like that, like yeah. ACDC, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, bands like that. Who have well, I th- it's there's so many fucking levels when it gets into merchandising for bands yeah, and like how much the band is actually making. A lot of times, right. if you have like an ACDC, like whoever owns the rights to that logo. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's getting most of the yep, money. Yep. And I'm sure some of that's getting put out to the band, but it's it's yeah. split 10 ways. But like as an independent artist, if you're making your own merchandise, the amount of profit that you can make is fucking yeah. crazy. Sure, I remember yeah. I saw um, Odd Future way back in the day, like 2010. And in they were selling t-shirts at their show for like $75. What? And That's people insane. were buying them That's up. crazy. This is like… Uh, I'm sure those shirts are worth a lot more fucking money oh, now no too. If you yeah. fucking yeah, had yeah. them. Smart. So… But the thing is… Think about this. At the time… They were kind of signed. Maybe. This is before Adult Swim and all that shit. And they had fucking socks that you could buy at Zoomies or whatever <laughs> yeah, the fuck you yeah. could do. Right? Before yeah. all that. Right? They're just them playing the show. Sold out. Fucking crazy. Selling shirts for $75. If you get… Like one color shirts, shirts that probably cost them three or four dollars to make, making like a seventy dollar profit off each shirt and selling yeah. every single yep. shirt. That's a lot of money that to is, be made. Oh yeah, no doubt. That's a lot of money. But somehow they were able to like create a brand that was like separated from their right. thing. So we we tried merch. We tried it through like um a third party, a third party app kind of thing where you you basically designed the shirts. They made the shirts. They sent uh, yeah, the shirts. Yeah, it's all like print to order and they right, ship yep, it out yep, and all right. that shit. And yeah. then you made a certain amount. But it definitely didn't work at all. No one cared that we had merch. They were like, <laughs> they were like, they were like who the fuck is quad and why would we buy quad merch? It's like, sure. It's we, just we, like We music. might get like 150 views on the fucking advertisement and there's not one comment that's even mediocrely interested uh-huh. in this yeah. shit. And we're like, what are we doing wrong? Like, this shit looks cool. And it did look cool. Like, we, we had pretty good designs. It was just, who cares about us? No well, And whenever you find either. out that we're coming from printful.com, yeah. you know, you're like, okay. They clearly… They don't do this shit. <laughs> yeah. Do I think that… Shit. Yeah. There's so much… I think that if you're going to get away with like uh, merch… There needs to be like clout attached to it. Yes. Like a yes. lot of like Drake's clothes. What the fuck is his brand called? OVO. OVO. Whatever it is. It's yeah. all yeah. like… There's really nothing going on. It's just that he's attached to it. So… Right. Cool. Or like a lot of the stuff that Kanye does. Which is like… Is the Sunday service stuff? Or do you mean like Yeezy? Either. Okay. Any of it. Okay. It's all right. like… I don't know. There isn't anything that's groundbreaking from a design point. At least to me. No. But also, I'm way… I've aged myself out of the demographic of people that would probably be wearing that <laughs> yeah. sort of shit. I, so. say, I don't see… I don't know. I don't see his clothes a lot in pop culture. But the shoes… Definitely. Yes. A lot of people love his shoes. But even I've noticed with the shoes… I do love a lot of his shoes. But I also hate… A lot of them. I think a lot of them are really ugly. They're bold. It's a good try. I think, <laughs> I think some people it resonates with, but some of them don't resonate with me very yeah, much. Yeah, I think that the most… It seems to me… When, it, when you get to some aspects of that look, I think a lot of people are just… They just want to wear what is new 
from Kanye or what is new from this the other latest designer. release. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't matter what it looks like. But what that comes down to again is like the artistic side. Like if you really have faith in it and you like that product and you want to put it out for the world, then you're going to do it. It doesn't matter if someone else doesn't like it. So just because I don't like a couple of his drops doesn't mean that everyone hates them. There's sure. definitely going to be a They're lot like, of people uh, that love it. It's like it's Kanye. It's like songs, right? You don't like every song that an artist puts out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you might love their style, but every now and then there's there's going to be a song that just doesn't sit well with you. It's uh-huh. like, I don't like that from them. Like even Guns N' Roses, that's my favorite band in the world. Do you know the song My World? It's no. on Use Your Illusion 2. Okay. It makes sense you don't know it because it's terrible. <laughs> It's awful. It's seriously awful. I think it's the last song. And it does I don't know what it is. I don't even know the genre. It it's it's fucking weird. You gotta play it. You gotta find it. Okay. This. You definitely have to hear okay. it. Okay. It's just really weird. It doesn't sound like rock. It doesn't sound like pop. It just I don't know. It's mind-boggling and it's not Guns N' Roses. I know that. But it's on Use Your Illusion 2 at the end and it totally throws the whole album off. Yeah. Like you get through all those great songs. I think they have like Don't Cry on there. A lot of masterpieces and originals. Civil War. Yeah. Um, 14 Years. Some big songs on that album and then there's that song. And it's fucking weird. <laughs> like it just doesn't… It doesn't sit well with me at all. Uh-huh. So yeah. There's definitely always songs that you're not going to like from an artist. But… On the flip side, I saw in an interview that Izzy Stradlin said that's actually one of his favorite songs that he's ever made with Guns N' Roses. When I heard it, I, I heard it and was like, this is fucking terrible. There's no point to this song. They don't know what they're doing. They were definitely smacked out when they did this. There's sure no rhyme or reason. And then Izzy, the genius of the group, said that that was his favorite song. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I still don't get the song to this day. I don't know what they're talking uh-huh. about. I don't understand it. But yeah, I don't know. Their their biggest genius loves the song, and I hate it. I so I think that sometimes it's really hard to put yourself into the mindset of a musician that is that fucking big. It is true. You know what I mean? It so is. like, you probably get so fucking sick of all the stuff that people love you for. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. probably fucking sick of hearing all True. those other songs. And I bet you the there's appetite, probably like this kind of like this like this like fuck you punk rock mentality of being like, no, that's the fucking song. You yeah. don't get it, but yeah. I like it because I I finally was able to do something different. Different. Exactly. You could see that a lot in their stuff. You noticed early it was like that hard rock. I think with the use your losing, they kind of brought blues into it more. Yeah. They brought blues music into it more, piano ballads. They definitely tried switching it up a lot, but I mean, after it's a that, lot of music between the two records. That's a lot yeah, of it's a lot of music. It really is, and after it's crazy too that they're one of the biggest rock bands in history. With, in my opinion, three good albums. I mean, everything after those albums was like, I mean, the Spaghetti Incident. Sure, sure, sure. Chinese Democracy was started in the mid '90s and released 2008, and like I. If it didn't have Guns N' Roses beside it, it's a good album. But with the name beside it, it's a terrible album. Like, that's not something I want to hear from Guns N' Roses. It's crazy to think about, like, um, it's if you uh, are ever interested, uh, I recorded a podcast with uh, a friend of mine named Sid Riggs. It's an older episode, two parts. But um, he was living in LA around the time that like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and all okay. those big bands were blowing up and he was right. playing in bands and like a lot, a lot of cool stories about like what it was like 
being in a band in that time and like how those bands blew up and all yeah. that stuff and what it was like. But the point that I'm getting to is that it's kind of wild being a band like Guns N' Roses where like you put out this record and it inspires everything. Right. All of a sudden, everybody that's around you is trying to be you. Yeah. And, and you have to like can. continuously try to top yourself to try to keep it right. going. But how do you do that? Right. And but the it's thing like, is, the, the thing is with them though, like did they really have to? I mean, there's… In all of time, has there ever been a band that even sounds remotely close? There's not at all. I don't no. even know a singer that sounds close to Axel yeah. back in his prime. Like, So it's like, I think you might put a lot of unnecessary pressure on yourself as an artist. Like, sure. How do I keep developing and stay new to keep other people from imitating when well, in reality, no one can imitate what you guys are doing? Well, I mean, I think it's just like, like you're you're like the creative genius, right? Like it's one thing Once to if break like free a little bit. Yeah, it's like you have all of these ideas. Obviously, like you're writing all these great songs. Nobody right. knows who the fuck you are, and then all of a sudden, everybody knows who you are. Right. But like, you know what it's like. People can say ten thousand nice things about you, and you're like, whatever. I still suck. Yeah. Like I'm not good enough. Yeah. That's just how it fucking is. And then in the middle of all that, it's like, oh, all of the booze, drugs, women, cars. Whatever yeah. you want, it's just getting thrown at you. So there's like yeah. distractions never ending. Correct. And everybody expecting so much from you. Record labels yeah. like, yo, where's the next, where's the next hit? Where's the next song? You don't have all this time. Like nobody gave a fuck when they were writing Appetite for Destruction, right? Like they're exactly. just a band playing songs. And everybody's leaving the fuck alone. And that's probably why that was their best album. Yeah. Because there was no pressure. They just did their thing. And then after that, I feel like there's kind of an expectation. It's like, it's Guns N' Roses that has to be heavy. So I think it's cool that they were able to bring like stuff like November Rain, softer songs, yeah. and make those just as popular. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think their albums got better or worse? I personally thought after Appetite, like that was the best album. I felt I like guess, it, it didn't get, I don't want to say bad. They weren't bad albums after that, but it just wasn't as good. It didn't feel as authentic. You know, that was the big thing about Guns N' Roses from hair metal. Whenever you had like bands like Motley Crue, um, Cinderella, bigger hair metal bands like that, it was kind of fake looking. I mean, they, they were sure. slammed out. It was about money. It was about women being a rock star. Then there was Guns N' Roses. They just felt authentic. They looked authentic, sounded it, felt it. Like It's back to that conversation of attitude. The start of grunge era almost. And I think that right. that's also, yeah, that's the thing. Is like I think that's why grunge did so well was it had that attitude. Whereas like all the hair metal stuff kind of just like faded out. It, it got, got like cliche. too pretty, too clean. It did. Too like… You know, she's was, my cherry pie. Right. Pour some sugar on me. Right. Like, who the yep. fuck wants to hear right. that? Like, it was cool at the time. And then it was like, as soon as you started to hear like Kurt Cobain, I mean, who even knows what he was talking about in a song? Sure. But you just knew that he was pissed off. But with the so Guns N' Roses… made you feel something. With the Guns N' Roses records, I don't know if they got better or worse, but they definitely lost the attitude. Correct. And I think that that's Correct. what made people… That and Correct. just taking too fucking long to put out music. Right. People were and then losing… I mean, when they lost Izzy, that was it. Yeah. That was their backbone. They, they, that band was just done after that. I mean, he wrote their, their best songs. There's, he was just the backbone to that whole band. He was like the genius behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you had Axel who was like great voice, great face for it. Slash, he was a great look for it. Great guitarist. Everyone pulled their weight, but Izzy was the genius. He was like really the soul of that band. So when he was gone, that band was gone. 
And that's why I think everything after, like he left during the Use Your Illusion tour. Everything after those albums was just downhill. The Spaghetti Incident was, I don't know, it was mediocre at best, I guess. I think it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Like, like the whenever like certain people leave a situation and then you have like the creative genius that goes unchecked, like an Axl Rose. Yeah. I've never thought about comparing Axl Rose to Kanye West before. Exactly. But I think there's a lot of kind of similarities in terms of like, why are you doing this? Going all these wild different places. Yeah. But it's just like the person that's like nobody around them is going to say no right. to them. And right. they just they just go fucking they off the it. grid. Some of them do it well. Some of them don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they did fall off. So I don't think… I think Axel really did like that didn't work out well for them. But Kanye on the on the flip side does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. It's it's very weird sometimes. Like the stuff he does is very weird, but we don't care. Because <laughs> he's Kanye West. We sure. we just want to yeah. know what he's doing. Like, I wonder I wonder how uh how different the trajectory of Axel Rose would have been if there was like social media and all these other things for him to be a part of in yeah. the time. Yeah, really. You know, there was no way to like stay connected, right? He was like, I don't know. When you think about a rock star attitude, if you don't think of Axel, I don't know who you think of. Like the dude would come out an hour late to every show. (laughs) You'd you'd flash a camera once in the crowd and he was off the fucking stage. He was mad as hell. He left every show early. Like, I don't know. You ever hear about the riot in like St. Louis? I forget what year it was. I want to say like 92 or something. I've heard lots of wild Guns N' Roses Yeah, like where he just flips out on someone wearing like a Bring Back Slash shirt or something. (laughs) Slams the mic through the stage, walks off, and then steel chairs are flying through there. Like what the fuck? Like that's rock star attitude. (laughs) You don't see that shit nowadays. Sure. Probably never will. No, no. It's uh, different times. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's interesting too just how… what is accepted socially is like being like, oh, that's an okay thing to do in public. Right. How that changes yeah. music and art and culture. Like, even even to bring this up, if you think about it, um, they stopped the show. They walked off. They made the whole crowd riot. They made, like I said, literally steel chairs were flying. Like, that's fucking crazy. So they did that back then. Pretty much, I mean, whatever got blown up on the news about it, that's it. It's done with. They moved forward. Nowadays, um, Astro World. I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah. Um, condolences to those families. But what they're doing to Travis is like crazy. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. To, that's a lot of money in the lawsuit. That's a lot to put on one person. Like I feel like it can't be always. Fly. I understand where the where they're mad about it, but at the same time, he's the performer. Like what? Where do you stop that boundary? What happened yeah. if he stopped that show with all those people in there? Would they riot? Would more people get hurt? Like, what's the best thing to do yeah. in that situation? How do you come up with that? And it, in, it's in really hard. People? It's really hard. You know, like I've 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 been on a stage in front of like maybe a thousand people. Right. That's a lot less than was there. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on beyond the first couple rows. Because like whenever you're on stage, you kind of get this tunnel vision where it's like, I'm paying attention to the other people that are on stage. I'm thinking about the songs. I'm making sure everything's good. Like I'm not always like, you interact with the crowd, but I'm not really looking at them. Looking at You know, you're kind of like on another planet. Are you okay? Yeah. So that's not his job to do. It's really, really hard to say. I don't know. If he did recognize it again, what, 
I mean, what can you do if you stop the show? Are you going to make them riot? Like, how do you come up with these decisions that quick? I feel like he tried to do what he could and like… Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it ended tragically. Yeah. I could not, it could have ended worse. It probably it could have ended a lot better. But. Sure, sure. I'm not. But I'm what, not in his head. Do? I wasn't there. But, but that lawsuit could know. But yeah, break it's him. crazy. I just can't believe how much they're suing over that. Like, I understand how tragic it is and well, everything, but that's that's almost like ruining his life at this. It's point. It's America. If you can make some money. True. People are going to make wrong. that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but like, they're not even trying to blame the venue. I guess Drake has some involvement. Like, there's like 10 billion just on Travis Scott alone. Sure. That's nuts. That's the biggest one in history, they said. I don't even. That's I, insane. Like I said on the way here, I don't even think he's a billionaire. I don't even think he's hit 1 billion yet. So, I, that's just an insane lawsuit to me. Like, it's probably the biggest one ever, I think he said. Yeah, One of I the mean, ones ever, I don't know how court works. I don't. Ain't my job. <laughs> I didn't go to school for <laughs> that. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that it'll 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 work itself out. I don't know. Hopefully. I wasn't there. It ain't Hopefully. my money, right? But it it right. sucks that it it did go down like that because the blame scary, on the super performer. scary. I think the craziest part is just that pretty much ninety percent of the blame is on the performer himself. That's what's kind of mind-blowing to me. It's like he was the performer of the venue. I don't know. How could you not be mad at the actual people who ran the venue? The security of the venue? They didn't keep people out. Like you should be prepared for that at a Travis Scott concert in his hometown. You should definitely be prepared to stop people from breaking into that. Yeah. I don't know. Is that… I don't know. Whose fault is it? No one really knows. I can't say. The next person can't say. It just is what it is. I just think it's crazy how much they're doing to him. Like, if they can't get, like, I don't know, if they can't lower that, that could financially break them. Like, that could literally ruin the man. Go fund me. Yeah, go fund me. (laughs) Go fund me, Travis Scott. I don't know. Uh, It'll it'll all get, it'll all get worked out. I would imagine. I, again, I have no idea. Not qualified to say (laughs) anything about any of that. Agreed. But, what is on the horizon? For the two of you. What is coming wow. up? What are you working on? <laughs> Do you got anything that you really want to say? You want to try to promote? Or first. is this just kind of like a, hey, I'm alive. I'm a person. Go first. Follow us. Go first. Keep an eye Go out. Um, I got… It'll probably be out by, by this time. But December 17th, Ringer Off uh, is coming out featuring him. Uh, from my Spotify, all platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever, the whole nine. Um, after that, got a, we got a show in January together, Jersey Jam, biggest festival in New Jersey. Cool. So we finally got a fucking big show booked, like I told you last time we were looking to do. Congrats. So we got a show booked. Um, shout out Low Boy, shout out Brandino, um, Fat Boy SSE is going to be there, Doggy Crazy, uh, Slinga, Lil Graham. A lot of big faces out in Jersey are going to be there. So it'll be cool. We got that coming up January 15th. 16th. 16th. My but bad. we're January going out there 16th. the 15th to the 18th. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, we got that coming up. And then after that, I got a crazy ass music video for one of my favorite songs. that I, or my, By far my favorite song I've ever made. So I'm finally ready to drop it after. I recorded it actually before we had our last interview. 
Oh yeah. And I've never wanted to release it because I love it so much that I wanted it to do well. So now I'm gonna release it. <laughs> I'm gonna release it in a smart way with a cool video and hope it does well. But I'm finally ready to put that out. So after that, hopefully it's only up. Hopefully it's only yeah. up. Yep. Great. Hopefully we get better from there. Well, what are you I'm, doing? Uh, <laughs> well, for myself, I got my third music video coming out. Dropping for uh, the last song on my EP that I'm also dropping the same day as that. I'm shooting for December 31st, I think. And then I want to drop a single with a local artist, Top Pop Juice. Shout out him. Shout out his dad. Shout out their entertainment. Um, and then… After that, Jersey Jam, that's, that'll be my second show. So I'm excited to network, meet some new people, sure. get some love out that way. Other than that, just try and figure out investments and continue to draw music videos for myself yeah. and help him along the way. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a few music videos out. He's got me beat. <laughs> I haven't done shit. I was broke. I was like, I can't afford a video. Then I got a job. I started spending my money like crazy, and I was like, "Well, I can't afford it now because I blew my money." So now well, that's fine. So now I'm strategizing <laughs> my money. It happens. <laughs> I'm planning my money ahead of time. Now. Yeah, I'm saving. I'm gonna get this video out. The investments will go in, and then just keep moving from there. Cool. Well, with all that being said, I think we can wrap this one up for all now. Right. Until next time, gentlemen. Of course. Yes. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're for very sure. welcome. Thanks for coming hell. down. Thanks for taking the trip. No of course. Doubt. Shout out Start the Beat Podcast. Yes, sir. Hey. Follow. It's me. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Maybe. Actually, y'all might be the last episode of the year. Yeah. Hey, there we go. And I don't know if I have any others booked. So I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be back. Take some time off for the holidays. Yeah. Holiday season. You know? So we'll see what happens. I'll probably be back in 2022 unless this isn't the last episode and I'm a total ding dong. Doesn't matter. I'll be back when I'm back. How you like that? Don't subscribe. Don't like. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> now, I'll be back again whenever I am. You know where to find me. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2021. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we're done. That was a podcast. We made it happen. That was fun. Tight. And... We're done recording.